God's word. We're talking about what to do in difficult situations and with difficult people. Today, I want to talk about what to do with difficult people. Those who are against us, those who are maybe called our enemies. You see, a true Christian is revealed in how he responds to his enemies. The Bible has a lot to say about enemies. And the distinctive mark is of the believer is what happens when we're hurt and, and people do things to us. Jesus said, if you do good to those who do good to you, what credit is that to you? People who don't know me, people who aren't Christians do that. The worst sinners do that. If you love those who love you, what credit is that to you? We're to be different. And we are to express that difference. In fact, uh, the Bible shows us in, uh, in the book of Luke what Jesus said about this. And he, he, he says that there are several things that are important. He says, love your enemies, do good to those who hate you, bless those who curse you, pray for those who mistreat you. And he goes on to say, if you love those who love you, what credit? I've already mentioned that. And if you do good to those who are good to you, what credit is that to you? Sinners do that. And even sinners lend to sinners expecting to repay in full. But love your enemies, do good to them, and lend to them without expecting to get anything back. Then your reward will be great, and you will be the children of the Most High, because he is kind to the ungrateful and the wicked. Be merciful, just as your Father is merciful. I want to talk about what it really means to love our enemies. Uh, our enemy is anyone who hurt us or wronged us or is against us. It could be a former uh, mate. It could be a parent. It could be a child. It could be an employer. It could be a, a, a past friend. But twice in verse 27, Jesus says, love your enemies. So he means what he says, and he says what he means. Now, the word for love here is not storge in the Greek, which means natural affection, or eros, which means uh, a kind of erotic love, or phileo, which is a friendship love, but the word is agape. Agape is God's kind of love, a love that does not come from a person who is loved. You don't love that person because there's merit or worth or value in them, but it comes because you just, it comes out of your heart because you just choose to love in spite of, not because of, and no matter what is going on, you love. And love is not some kind of emotion that you feel necessarily. It's a commitment that you make. It's a choice that you make. It's a decision that you make that's extremely important. And, and that's why he challenges us to love our enemies. We can't be selective in love. He says that we're to love enemies. Well, Jesus made it clear that we're to do good to those who hate us. How do we express love to those who are enemies? We do good to them. If there is someone who hates you, you're not to hate them in return. We're not to strike back. We're not to try to hurt them like they hurt us. I want you, uh, Jesus said, to do good to them, to see something that you can do for them that will help them, that will bless them, that will minister to them. And Jesus, he says, whenever somebody hits you on the cheek, offer them the other cheek. He's talking about attitudes. He's not saying that we should be a wimp. He's not saying that we shouldn't stand for ourselves. We have to do that at times. But what he's talking about is being willing to forgive and being willing to help people. Somebody said, forgive your enemies. Nothing infuriates them more. That may be true, but that's not our purpose, to infuriate them. Our purpose is to do good to them. Jesus said, if a person is your enemy, 
then help them, do something for them. And, and, and we are to treat our enemies, Jesus said, as we want to be treated. And we should do unto them as we would like them to do unto us. Not the way they do unto us, or not before they do unto us, but like we would want them to do unto us. In Romans 12, verse 17, Paul gives some insight into this. He said, never pay back evil for evil to anyone. Respect what is right in the sight of all men. If possible, so far as it depends on you, be at peace with all men. Never take your own revenge, beloved, but leave room for the wrath of God. For it is written, vengeance is mine. I will repay, saith the Lord. If your enemy is hungry, feed him. If he's thirsty, give him a drink. For in so doing, you will heap coals of fire upon his head. <clears throat> Do not let evil overcome you, but overcome evil with good. Treat your enemy as you would like to be treated. That's what he's saying. And secondly, he says, we're to bless those who curse us. When we've been cursed, condemned, ridiculed, put down, it's easy to curse back. Jesus will enable us to bless. The Bible tells us we are to bless the Lord. That means we are to praise him, to honor him, to glorify him. The Bible tells us we're to bless those we love. We're to give blessings to our family and spoken words and in, in, in activities of love. We're to, we're to bless our enemies. Now, most of us don't even bless our mates or our children, much less our enemies. In the Old Testament, the Bible says when the nation of Israel was camped outside the promised land, there was a heathen king by the name of Balak, and he was deeply worried about Israel. So in fear and desperation, he sent for a sorcerer by the name of Balaam, who was greatly respected by the pagan kings in the area. He asked Balaam to come and curse God's people so he could defeat them in battle. The word curse is a Hebrew word which means to esteem lightly, to dishonor, to put down. The idea is to despise and to hold something of little value. In the Old Testament times and today, when we curse someone, we devalue them. We take someone who is valuable and worthy of honor and blessing, and we seek to do the opposite. And Jesus took that curse of Balaam's and turned it into a blessing for his people. The Bible says in Deuteronomy 23, 5, Nevertheless, the Lord your God would not listen to Balaam, but the Lord God turned the curse into a blessing for you because the Lord your God loves you. You see, if we, as a believer, devalue and cut down and hurt someone who has hurt us in retaliation, the Bible says what happens then is that we have simply chosen to devalue that person. We've chosen to make that person of worth, uh, worthless in our eyes. Jesus said, thirdly, we're to pray for those who mistreat us. Now, the word mistreat is reviled. I mean, they terribly hurt you. They didn't just say something about you. They did something to you. Maybe what they did was cause you to lose a job or cause you to, to lose money or cause you to, to lose a relationship. You're to pray for them. Jesus practiced that on the cross when they drove the nails into his feet, into his hands, and then into his feet. Each time he said, Father, forgive them. Father, forgive them. He was experiencing unbelievable pain and spiritual agony because he took the whole, the sins of all the world upon himself. And as he did so, he prayed, Father, forgive them. Father, forgive them. You see, that is the way we express love for our enemies. We do good for them. We bless them. We pray for them. I found out if somebody is against me or hurting me, if I pray for them, I can't continue to hate them. I can't resent them. I can't 
I can't go out to try to avenge them. If I pray for them, God changes my heart. So I challenge you, if there's someone that's really hurt you, pray for them and ask God to give you grace. That doesn't change what they did, and it doesn't change the fact <clears throat> that they may be evil or wicked. It just changes the fact that you're going to respond correctly and let God do in you what he needs to do. <clears throat> we'll pick that up tomorrow. I hope you'll be back with me as we study.